podcast number 18, Under the Bridge, an Analysis. This analysis of Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers was made to give songwriters an insight into the process that goes into creating a true classic. By studying the work of others, we can learn and develop our own unique style and abilities. Not wanting to break any copyright laws, I will play some examples, but please listen to the original as we move through the analysis. The introduction, finger-picked on solo guitar, is eight measures long. A four-measure phrase is played twice, featuring a D major and F-sharp major chord with a slight insinuation of an E chord. D, F-sharp. John Frusciante plays these chords by incorporating arpeggios with 16th note connecting runs, upper neighbor notes, that is moving from a chord tone to the note above it and back, and the thirds, D and F sharp, sliding into E and G sharp, implying a D to E chord. These chords could imply the key of B minor. However it was created, by pure sound or thinking of a particular key, the end result is truly memorable. As the introduction moves to the verse, which is clearly in the key of E major, with the following chords, E, B, C-sharp minor, G-sharp minor, and A. The one chord, the five chord, the six, the three, and the four. If you are not familiar with keys and the use of Roman numbers for reference, there are many free charts available on the internet, or I have a book, The Songwriter's Guide to Melodies, which I have all the charts and the explanation of chord construction, key construction, and the role of each chord in a key. As we shall soon see, this transition, suggesting the key of B minor to the key of E major, thereby creates an unprepared modulation. Two seemingly unrelated keys. Combined with a slight increase in tempo, the effect is one of urgency. Now we are at the first verse. The chords of the verse are E, B, C-sharp minor, G-sharp minor, and A, and then E, B, C-sharp minor, and A. Notice how, as the voice enters, the guitar rhythm now features a dotted quarter, eighth note feel. Moving from the arpeggio style in the intro to the use of block chords for verse 1. The term arpeggio means broken chords. The G-sharp minor in the second measure is a passing chord to the A chord. This is absent in the next two bars. The solo guitar and voice in the first verse are openly exposed, setting the stage for the buildup of intensity and emotion to come. Now let's look at the melody of the first verse. So here is the first phrase. The mixture of chord tones and emphasized non-chord tones on important lyrics create an emotional picture. Here are some examples. The opening sometimes is on the third of an E chord 
one of the chord tones. Listen to those two notes against the E chord. So we have two consonant notes, no tension, and coming in cold on a chord would make perfect sense. Now, as the chord changes to B major, the G sharp stays, which is the sixth of the chord, then moves down to the fifth of the chord, and then three E's, which would be the fourth. I will play this very slowly so you can hear the color of the notes as they change against the chord. Okay, here's the B chord. Sixth, fifth, fourth. So what we have here is, so what I'm saying is the non-chord tones portray more emotion, especially the fourth on the words feel like I. And then on the lyrics don't have a partner, don't is a chord tone, have is a chord tone, a is a chord tone, but part is the seventh of the G minor seventh chord held and then on ner it comes to the fifth of the A chord. So the one note that really is important here is the seventh of the G minor chord on the word part. The next three phrases follow the same pattern, but the fourth phrase where he sings, lonely as I am, the notes rise up and then back down. Breaking the pattern of the three previous phrases, you really call attention to that, especially on the word am. That is the fourth of the chord, another very emotional note. Now, in the B chord, it's a full B chord, so this is not a suspended fourth, but we would call it an add eleventh. Now, you might be saying, at the speed that this song is sung, we don't hear this. Consciously, I believe you don't hear it, but I do believe that you subconsciously feel it. Also, I know most songwriters write music by playing chords on a guitar, keyboard, ukulele, whatever, and then hearing melodies in their mind. The sound of the chords and their movement, the progression, along with the lyrics, influence the choice of notes. In other words, songwriters choose the notes to convey different color and emotion for their lyrics through their inner musical instincts. As I mentioned earlier, if you care for more information and background on chords, keys, chord tones, and non-chord tones, uh, please see my book on Amazon, The Songwriter's Guide to Melodies, or there are so many charts for free on Google. And on YouTube, so many people teaching theory. This verse is eight measures long, standard in many songs. However, it is extended two measures with an E major seventh chord sustained. This creates an emotional pause through the color change from the E triad that we heard before to the more emotional E major seventh, more commonly used in jazz. The drum enters with a click and the bass reinforcing the root of the chord. The second verse is the same as the first verse except for slight melodic variations to accommodate the lyrics, continuing with the solo guitar and drum click. But now the guitar part is more intense through arpeggios, fill-ins, embellishments, and rhythmic intensity. At the end of the second verse with the E major seventh sustained, now we have the entrance of the chorus. The chorus is an eight-measure section divided into four sentences. For example, the first phrase, I don't ever want to feel, 
like I did that day. Then this is repeated with take me to the place I love, take me all the way. And then those two sentences are repeated. Now some people have labeled this the pre-chorus considering what comes later on, or some have called this the chorus and the latter part another part of a chorus. And we'll go into that in a little while because you see they're very similar, but the notes are different. So for our purposes, let's call this chorus A. The introduction of a new chord progression, F sharp minor, E, B, back to F sharp minor. This new chord progression, along with the added intensity of the bass and drums, not only signals a new section, but adds to the overall growing momentum, emotion, and urgency of the lyrics. Music and emotion is growing and intensifying. The addition of the 16th notes on I Don't Ever, which is echoed by the guitar on the B chord, reinforces this gesture. Also, the jump to the E note, the seventh of the F sharp minor chord on the lyric want, then moving down to the lyrics to feel with the sixth and fifth notes of the E chord, perfectly allowing the melody to underscore the meaning of these lyrics. The second part of this sentence, like I did that day, is not as rhythmically active. The guitar accompaniment is held back as not to conflict when the bass line becomes more active. The bass, drums, and guitar truly complement each other. The eight measures of the chorus is then extended four more measures with the lyrics, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is very interesting here is this extension uses the chords of the verse. In most songs, this would serve as the introduction. So here, I think this extension is really a secondary introduction, setting the return to the third verse and highlighting how really innovative the original introduction truly is. Now we are at verse three. Here we have new lyrics, but musically is the same as the first and second verse. Then we go back to the exact repeat of the chorus, lyrics and music. After the chorus, we have labeled chorus A, a totally new interlude is introduced. Some have labeled this as the pre-chorus or as a bridge because the rest of the song is based on this totally new section. The final chorus, labeled chorus B, and the outro use the music of this interlude. This will set the stage for the climax of the composition. This all-important section is eight measures long in the key of A minor. However, it begins with an A chord, which is the four chord in the key of E major, the overall key of the song. This is a common practice when starting a new section. It then moves to A minor, the four minor, also used in many genres of music. Let's listen to A to A minor. A major, A minor. Notice how the color moves from light to dark. In the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey, they use the opening of the symphonic tone poem, also Sprock Zarathustra, by Richard Strauss, which features the notes C to G, up to C, and then a C chord to a C minor. The first two notes are, of course, what would be today a power chord. Mm -hmm. 
sound, the A minor chord is followed by a G and an F chord, also prominent in music dating back to the Middle Ages, combined with the dotted quarter eighth note rhythm of the verses. The chords A minor, G, and F are used in many songs today, especially in Hispanic music. Santana, for example, uses these chords quite a bit. Listen to the chorus of Maria Maria. Now, however, something truly interesting and memorable happens. First, I will just play these chords in the normal way, as might be played by many guitarists. But here, the guitar plays the four chords below an E pedal tone, which alters and changes the color of each chord. If you are not familiar with pedal tones or drones, let me explain. It is a note repeated or sustained under or in the middle or above a chord progression. If you're interested, check out more on podcast number 15. Now let's listen to each one. A with the E on top, the fifth. Now it changes to A minor with the, is still the fifth on top. Now the G with the E on top makes the G6 chord. And then the F with the E on top makes an F major seventh. So here would be Without the E, A, A minor, G, F, now with the pedal tone on top. What a difference. We can hear how the color and mood changes with each chord, especially the last one, the major seventh. A very striking example of the use of a major seventh is in Stairway to Heaven on the introduction. First he comes down off the minor, A minor, to a D with the F sharp in the bass, now the F major seventh. The bass, drums, and guitar are layered perfectly, not conflicting but complementing each other. The guitar and bass fill-ins with consistent repetitions keep reinforcing the momentum. This progression is repeated three times with the lyrics, yeah, yeah, oh no, 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 yeah, yeah, love me, I said, yeah, yeah. And now, yet another amazing addition. In the seventh and eighth measures of this section, we hear something entirely new. Sixteenth note chords featuring F major 7th for one bar, and then E7 to G, this totally new gesture, which comes out of nowhere, is very startling and accelerates us into the final chorus, the climax of the song. Layered above the four chords of the interlude, A, A minor, G, and F, the same background, the voice enters with added voices for buildup with the following words. Under the bridge downtown is where I drew some blood. Under the bridge downtown, I could not get enough. Under the bridge downtown, forgot about my love. Under the bridge downtown, I gave my life away. Here's where the discussion about chorus one or chorus two, pre-chorus comes in. The rhythm of the melody is the same. 
So in one respect, it does sound similar, but the chords are different and the notes are different. The melody is higher, a third higher. It's much more agitated and intense. On the lyric bridge, we hear a G natural out of the original key. Very striking. On the word town, we hear a D, the fourth of the chord. On the syllable nuff and on away, we hear E of the F major seventh, the seventh. Emotional shading of the lyric. Also, so, so noticeable, as in a novel, the climax is not repeated. How many songs fade with the chorus and title repeated over and over, becoming the hook of the song? Once again, breaking the mold, we hear the chorus only once. After the lyrics, I gave my life away, way is held into the outro, which is comprised of eight measures of the progression we've been listening to, with a vocal ad lib, with the supporting voices, and then, like a novel, after the intensity of the climax, we slowly wind down to the end. Here we have the same chord progression, this time featuring Flea's bass line as the song concludes on the A chord. A true masterpiece. You'll notice in this analysis I have not included the lyrics. The analysis of this work has been centered on the musical construction by John Fushanti, Flea, and Chad Smith. The equally amazing lyrics and interpretation by Anthony Kiedis has been the subject of much discussion and is readily available on Google. I sincerely hope I have honored this song and my analysis will aid and inspire you in creating your own music. Thank you so much, Joe.